Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, the bad thing has happened. I'm sat here watching the Arsenal players celebrate in front of the away fans. This is fucking miserable. Naively, I thought these type of days were behind us. Not that we never lose to them again, but in this sort of manner, this sort of fashion, especially at home, this is fucking horrible. This is horrible. Awful afternoon. Miserable afternoon. Very few of these players can, very few of the Tottenham players can walk off the pitch with their heads held high this afternoon. Couple of little spells of decent enough pressure, but come on, man, like, this has been bad. This has been bad. This is a North London derby. That first half was a fucking abomination. It was an abomination. And I don't care about this kind of tactical style that people say that Conte has, where we're supposed to draw teams in and hit him on the second half. Can't do that against a team like Arsenal. We just can't now. They're a good fucking side now. It's disgusting. But they've completely, they've come, they've come to our ground and they've played us off the fucking park for, let's say, 80 minutes of the 95. It's horrible. It's horrible. And it just reminds me of the olden days, you know? This is what it's like. The Arsenal, the Arsenal, turning up and just taking the piss. All their fans taking the piss. All their players taking the piss. Watching Arteta on the fucking touchline, taking the piss. It's miserable. This is miserable and there's nothing, there's nothing else I can call it. It's horrible. It's the worst fucking feeling. Yes, I know. In a year's time, this doesn't mean anything. But right now, this moment in time, this is fucking horrible. I was going to, like I did the last time when I was at the Wolves game, record bits of crowd atmos, all that type of stuff. There's none of that today. None of that. There's no point. Because there were barely pockets of it. And that's maybe we played our part in this. It's been an oddly subdued day, all day. You know, pubs beforehand, up the high road, all of it. There's been a feeling, and I'll say it, it's not revising history. I was talking to Phil, talking to Charlie, talking to Charlotte, Kath. People before the game, my mates. There's a funny feeling in the air that it's not, it's not going to be a good afternoon. And I was thinking, you know, at the time, I was like, look, I can easily see this game being 
It's 2-1 to Tottenham, an ugly, hard-fought win, but we got more experience, we got Harry Kane with a point to prove, blah, 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 blah. Everything says that we should be able to maybe do this on 2-1, but equally, and this was the fear, the way they've been playing and the way they've been playing, <coughs> they could have left here with a 3-4-0 win. And you know what, it wasn't quite that bad. We played a bit better in the second half, but come on, man. We're clutching at straws here. We barely created any proper clear-cut opportunities. Barely. Kolosevsky tried his best first half. <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing a lot. But first half, I thought Kolosevsky looked rusty. And he got into the game, and he was starting to be one of our more dangerous players in the second half our only creative outlet Kane was trying his best Kane was dropping back he was playing too far back she got no creativity in the side none whatsoever and it's afternoons like today when that really shows it really fucking shows and it really worries me that Antonio Conte doesn't he feels that he can be successful in the Premier League now without playing a creative player in midfield people talked about him Ericsson being one of the best players for him under Inter it was begrudging. He chucked Ericsson in because he had to, because he didn't have any other options. And lo and behold, Ericsson turned their fortunes that season. He went on to win Serie A. But this year, we're lacking that. I look at now, I look at Partey. Awful man as he is, whatever. We're talking about him on the pitch, what he did for us, what he did for them today. He was superb for them. Martin Odegaard, absolutely fantastic. We just couldn't, we couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle him. Pape Matassar did his best. I think considering it was a debut for him, he was trying his absolute best. And he was getting the ball. He was using it quite well. He was passing it about nicely. But what's he supposed to do, man? Hoybier, who is one of the more senior players in the team, and look, I'm going to dig him out because it's, night, it's nights like tonight, days like today when you're counting on someone like Pierre-Emil Hoybier to turn up. And he just didn't. He just didn't. He was completely lost in the centre of the park. And yeah, right, he's playing with, he's playing with a young player, playing on his debut. But it's no excuse, man. He's supposed to be the one that's stepping up. Saar was the better of the two of them. And when you look at Hoybier in games like today, you look at a player like... Thomas Partey, what he did for Arsenal today. Are we getting that from Hoybier? Have we ever gotten that from Hoybier? And it's these questions we've got to start asking these awkward, uncomfortable, horrible questions that people don't want to do. We want to shout and scream and talk about Levy out and all this type of stuff. But we get so attached to some of these players that, you know, he's good. He's a good squad player. But is he good enough? I don't know. I don't want to just rag on one player in particular feels harsh you know but it's just awful Lloris it's just a terrible performance that fucking the, the only, I didn't even see properly what happened to be honest with you from where I was sat I couldn't see it properly I didn't see what happened but I hear it's an own goal I hear he's fumbled the ball over the line that's a fucking club captain it's a club captain he's supposed to be 
one of our most dependable best players and he's spilling the ball over the line how many times are we seeing him do this type of stuff now you know how often do we continue to forgive that because of what he's done in the past great brilliant but he's clearly he's clearly massively on the decline now he clearly is and we've not had a proper contingency plan in place never have never have all right Paul Lopez for 15 minutes but other than that what and now we're in a position where we need to spend serious money serious money on bringing another goalkeeper into the team because it's just fucking awful I'm walking around now outside White Hart Lane and I, I feel like any moment <laughs> I'm just going to get fucking punched by somebody or something for being some melty podcast vlogging whatever so if that happens I apologise in advance people are not very happy though outside so and I'm walking around with I'm walking around with a little zoom recording device with a big fluffy like fucking wind protector on the end of it so it's the most unsubtle bait thing I can do while I'm walking around here with a lot of angry people everywhere because like I say fucking miserable afternoon I've just dug out Hoybier there I've just dug out Lloris Lloris deserves it probably more Hoybier I'm frustrated with but I'm getting frustrated with him for basically just being what he is which is a limited decent footballer but not brilliant you know and he's not he's not letting the side down he's not being an arsehole he tries his best but he's just not good enough Ryan Sessignon I thought he played alright for a little window in the first half but again just completely disappeared I'm assuming Ivan Perisic is injured because I can't imagine any other reason why he hasn't started that game because you know that's awful horrible 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 performance from him got hooked people cheering ironically and it's miserable he's just not he's not shown up as he at any point now we've put a lot of faith in him he's had a lot of good faith from the Tottenham fan base people have really wanted it to come good for him but just not at any point has he been good enough he just hasn't and again it's another one of those horrible grim realities that we just have to face now son I love him love him he's done a lot for the club and I do back him as I say and I'm not just going to completely go back on myself I do back him to reinvent himself to come good but it's not looking good for him it is not looking good for him at all he's in a horrible 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 place he's bringing almost nothing to the team almost nothing I was surprised when they took off Kulisevsky and brought on Brian Hill I don't know how Son managed to stay on the pitch there I really don't it was it seemed bizarre to me um, he did next to nothing today absolutely next to nothing um, I don't know it's just uh, this is raw this is raw it's, it's not nice to see them it's not nice to see them at home um and as much as I'm digging out the players, I'm sorry. People don't want to hear it. People don't like me saying this. People want to dig out Daniel Levy and all this. Antonio fucking Conte, man. 
15 million pounds a year he is being paid 15 million pounds a year he is being paid what are we watching what did we just see what's the identity and I don't I, don't, I really couldn't care less about this whole what's he supposed to do with Eric Dyer what's he supposed bollocks man it's absolute bollocks you've got teams way with way worse squads than we have playing decent football in this Premier League look at fucking Fulham right now the way they knock the ball about the sort of belief the sort of unity in their squad look at teams like even Brighton and I'm sure people if people want to start doing man for man comparing us nah but we I would say overall we have better team than Brighton but look at the way they knock the ball about and alright okay we take that step back we're fifth in the league maybe sixth in the league now I think yeah I think Fulham ironically have overtaken us we're in touching distance of the Champions League but that distance gets ever further away from us and as we've as I've always said I just don't think Conte is that fit for this club I don't see why I don't see the players playing for him I don't see them going all out for him right you hear Kulisevsky Kulisevsky and this is what's been thrown back at me Kulisevsky has said at one point I signed for this club because Antonio Conte alright fair enough but what I see on the pitch is not a group of players all fucking playing for him all playing you know without their sorry there was just somebody I don't know if you heard that there was somebody shouting in the background there there's like a, I think it's like some kind of international television station there and they had some Tottenham fans shouting and screaming in the background a bit of an Arsenal fan TV type reaction so it sort of threw me a bit there um Antonio Conte, £15 million a year. There seems to be no plan. There's no identity. I don't think the players are bought into what he's doing. I don't think there's any belief in there. And keep buying them. Every other press conference is coming out of his weird, cryptic shit. Hammering the club, hammering the players. Basically saying, his squad's shit. I just don't buy it, lads. I don't buy it. I think, yep, yeah, okay, maybe it would be, it'd be fucking good. Paying the most expensive ticket prices in the country to feel that the board are gonna, you know, address the right wing back situation or buy a left centre back. Buy a left centre back is probably a bigger one. Right wing back, I mean, Emerson Royale, we just dropped 30 mil a year ago on him, and right, it hasn't paid off, but to say that we haven't tried is, I think, not true. Maybe we just need to take the loss on that and move onwards and upwards, but. I really don't know what to suggest, man. I, I, you know, I just, I don't, I don't enjoy watching Tottenham. I don't enjoy Tottenham in a North London derby, sitting back, and doing nothing for half, for half a game of football, because that was fucking awful. That first half, as I said, was a fucking abomination. It was absolutely fucking horrible, absolutely horrible, and there's nothing else I can say about that there's no redeeming features there alright and <laughs> second I say that I'm like eh, you know Saar was quite good actually Saar proved that he could step up and be okay and I do I agree I do think that I agree with myself oh, that's big of you Jack but I do think that um, I do think he did well but other than that in terms of the style of play in terms of what our plan was what we were trying to do I don't see it 
I don't see it. I don't see it. I haven't done at all this season. We had a freak run at the end of last year. Oh, okay, I'm not going to say a freak run. That's not fair. I can't just say when something goes against what I'm saying that it's a freak run. But it felt like we had Kulusevsky playing out of his skin. This revelation signing that nobody was expecting who made things happen for us. And other than that point, start Conte's tenure was horrible. That was decent, good window, got into Champions League. But this entire season has been horrible. It's been grim. It's been miserable to watch. It's been miserable to see him acting like he's doing us a favour constantly. And this is just, today is the cherry on top of it all. Because... The lack of fight, like I say, the lack of fight, the lack of unity on show, all of it, horrible, horrible. I'm sorry, this is, this is raw. I'm hard. I'm at the football. I've had a few beers, so this is a bit raw. I just, and we've lost to Arsenal, man. We've lost to fucking Arsenal at home. We've, I've, we've just seen them taking a the piss in our stadium. So I do apologise if this is not the cheeriest of listening but it's just shit I'm just trying to load up now the team line up so I can go through the players one by one Tottenham versus Arsenal Hugo Lloris Thanks for the memories, but it's time to go. And it really is. Really is. People may say, bet the devil you know and all that, but he's got to go, man. He's, he's getting on. And I said quite churlishly not long ago that, you know, there's been one constant between Pochettino, Mourinho, Nuno, all of it, all of our failures. And that's Hugo Lloris, our captain. That probably is quite harsh. But equally, maybe there's something in that. Who knows? Because do his mistakes breed kind of an uncomfortable sense amongst the whole team, amongst the defence? I don't know. I don't know. Like, just... Not a good performance from him today. He's our captain. He's supposed to be one of our best players. Hard enough against a team like Arsenal and he's chucking a ball in the back of the net. Come on, man. It's time. It's time we drop. I said I did a tweet like this, but genuinely I mean it. Fuck the right wing back. Fuck the left centre back. In terms of priority, we still need them. But in terms of priority, it's goalkeeper. If, we, if we're dropping a big wedge of money... Goalkeeper, get a good goalkeeper and get a good goalkeeper in that can play out from the back, because most most managers want to do that nowadays. Whether it's Conte or whether it's fucking Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp, whoever, they all want to play out from the back. We've always known Hugo Lloris hasn't been able to do this, and he still can't. I don't know what he does. Like we all do a job, right? Well, most of us do a job, and if you don't, that's you know, whatever. <laughs> tie myself in fucking nuts here anyway people do jobs 
people do things people do professions they have hobbies they work on those and they get better at them I don't understand how Hugh Lloris a man a millionaire a literal millionaire paid to play football in all this time has not been able to make his kicking better how how is that possible how is that acceptable I don't get it I don't get it I never have done and I don't get it oh hang on wait one second Charlotte's calling Charlotte yeah I'm good I'm I'm at the exit to the you know like the gift shop you know where there's that big LED screen no no okay alright I'll see you there okay alright then bye bye very rude of her to interrupt me like that um, she was just telling me that she's actually walked down are we supposed to be meeting out the back of the stadium you see where the, you know where the, the gift shop exit is opposite that beaver town corner pin now as it's called and number eight no she's actually walked down the high road she's down the seven sisters now um, so you're gonna you're gonna join me on this walk Christian Romero, yeah, thought he was all right, you know, thought he did okay. I thought his yellow card looked a bit harsh from where I was sat, but maybe it wasn't. I was pretty certain he was going to get sent off, but that didn't happen, obviously. Um, decent enough performance. Man, this is hard. I'm sorry. This is this is the worst of them, honestly. Out of all of these, this is this is the bad thing, man. This is the bad thing. This is Man City losing yesterday, Arsenal winning here at White Hart Lane, en route to let's be honest, probably winning the Premier League. How the fuck are we back here? How the fuck are we back here again? Honestly. How are we back in this place? I just don't get it. I don't get how They've gotten, as I was saying to Ben, if you listen to the opposition preview I did with Ben, he's a good lad. I'm not going to be speaking to him for a fucking while. But, as I was saying to him, I just don't get how Arsenal have, in this time, gotten worse than Spurs and now gotten better than us to the point that they're going to win the Premier League. Like, it's shite. It's absolutely shite. And... I really cannot see them not doing it now. They've got such a lead. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. They've got such momentum and they just look so fucking solid. They just look so fucking solid. They're brilliant, you know? Like. 
So, as predicted, I should have kept the thing rolling, to be fair. As predicted, a man just came and started on me. <laughs> yeah, someone just came and started on me, just stumbled over to me, and yeah, whatever. Nothing happened, I just told him to fuck off. Because I'm hard, you know? Weird, though. But that's what happens in these games, you know? People get annoyed. They see a man walking down the high road with a fluffy microphone recording device thing. They've an- they're annoyed that Arsenal have just beaten us at White Hart Lane. And he wants to have a go at me. Fair enough. But also, fuck off, mate. You know? God. This is really going through... Uh, <laughs> really going through the fucking motions, this one, isn't it? Um... Jesus, it's not going for the motions again. I don't know, a, 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 a range of emotions. This feels like a fucking breakdown, recorded breakdown. Um, Eric Dyer, um, was he any good? No, not really, because I feel his biggest problem really is that he just doesn't. He doesn't inspire any confidence in the players around him and opposition players think you can get at him. I don't really think he made any massive errors today from where I was sat, from what I could see. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think there were any big fuck-ups as far as that was concerned, but even still, he, uh, you know, he's just... What's he bring to us anymore? He's got heart. He's got a bit of passion, but even that was fairly lacking today. I just don't see what he is other than a solid squad player. And that feels harsh to say, but, you know, that is what it is. Clement Longley. Okay. I think he tried a few probing passes, but we were just pegged back you know pegged back there was nothing we could really do <coughs> what are we supposed to do you know what are we supposed to do because he uh, he's only on loan I yeah I don't think anyone thinks we're going to sign him do we really <sighs> don't know I don't know sorry sorry everyone this is this is a bad one today <laughs> Matt Doherty fine and that's that you know he's the best of a bad bunch although that feels harsh to call Spence a part of a bad bunch I would like to see more of Spence I would like to see Spence and Destiny Doggy playing undo a progressive exciting manager next year be that Pochettino or be that somebody else I don't know but I struggle to believe that Jed Spence couldn't bring anything to this team that either Matt Doherty or Emerson Royale do. I just don't, I don't buy it. don't believe it. I feel pretty annoyed by it. I had this like weird and it definitely naive sort of hope that Jed Spence might figure that he might kind of get a place in the team because of 
the way he's played against Martinelli previously. But, nah, obviously that wasn't going to happen. But it would have been nice, wouldn't it? Ryan Sessegnon, who I've already dug out, dug out, dug out, dug out on the top end of the pod. He uh, was not, not good. It was um, very little there to suggest that he is ever going to be a player that you can trust in games like that. There's always that kind of silly hope that, okay, he's not had the best time of it, but maybe, maybe he can just do something. Maybe. But, you know, no. He couldn't, could he? You know? As he always does, he bricks it. He started, like I say, he started off the game pretty well, but then I feel by the end of it, he starts bricking it. And... You know exactly what comes from that point. Absolutely fuck all. There's no threat whatsoever. It's just a shame. It's a shame, but again, it's another player we've... And he's a prime example of a time when I feel that Spurs get quite unlucky. Ryan Sessegnon was a exciting young player. He was one of the most probably exciting prospects in the country when we signed him. 30 mil felt like he should be a good thing but just hasn't worked out that way um, and I guess you know you would say however many times it's the same summer I believe as the Chelsea and Ndombele I guess they've all been quite unlucky in terms of joining the club at a pretty fractured moment in our history all that type of thing but that's got to be behind him now you know if you're going to make it I get it he's human I understand this I understand that he's human I understand that he's probably tries he probably works his hardest but it's a results business it's a results business Gov and uh, the results are not good Hoybier I've already dug him out I've gone on about him you know just not I think we saw today He's not good enough. Ultimately, he's not good enough. He might have good games. He might be a decent option for us. He might be somebody who plays and gives it his all. But when the chips are down, buddy, he just is not at the required level to be a team that wins a Premier League or would like to win a Premier League. He just isn't there. Sorry. He just isn't. I'm back there. I'm back there with him. I think he's he's been particularly decent this season at times in windows. But at the same time, I just don't think he's got it. I just don't. And I don't feel like this is being knee-jerk at the back of an arse game. It might be slightly. Slightly. I'll give you that. Slightly. But, really, overall, I don't think so. I think he's just good. I think his ceiling, his glass ceiling, is a 7 out of 10. And that's, that's where he is. 
and if we do want to win a Premier League or something big and be a top team I think we need a better player there than him but there you go you know just my opinion a chubby hairy podcaster um Papi Matasar I thought it was very good today considering this is I think it's his, his debut right his full well start no his first his start he was really really good he he brought a a level of composure to the midfield that was surprising for such a young player and as Charlie Parrish said on the Hometown Glory podcast maybe we should not be so surprised by that he has already played two seasons of men's football in France he's played a World Cup campaign this idea that he's just some academy graduate is not entirely true so you know Maybe we shouldn't be overly surprised by that, is the only point. Um, that he's actually good. We did part with, what, £30 million to sign him, so, you know. Although, as I've just said, <laughs> we've parted with £30 million for Ryan Sessignon, so fuck knows. Um, but a good player. I thought he tried his best to make things happen, was probing with his passing, he was still getting stuck in, making decent clean tackles against a you know a tricky midfield in opposition um it's a good game good game for him i thought if i can call it that you know um oh dear god human son i've spoken about him already but you know i'll say it, i'll just reiterate what's happened to you sonny man is it are you in your own head have you just gotten old? Has you know, has old father time just caught up with you? Maybe. I forgive you for that. I don't think it's for lack of trying. You can't be annoyed with Sonny. He's not not trying. I wouldn't ever think he would do that, to be honest. But what did you bring today? What did you bring at all? There was no threat there. He didn't look at all scary to the opposition. They were fairly comfortable every time he was on the ball. My personal feeling now, and again, I base this on just watching on television, not being in the man's head, not watching him in training or anything like that. I understand this. Don't get me wrong. But my personal feeling is time has caught up with him. I feel that he just doesn't move as freely and as cleanly as he used to. He doesn't look like he's got that explosive kind of spark in his play and his step anymore. And as I've said previously, I don't think that means there isn't still a player there in Sonny, but I do think it means that he's somebody that we need to consider how we utilise best now. Wilfred Zaha is going on a free this summer. Maybe you could get him for a cut price now. Could he be somebody? People have always said, like, no, we, we don't need Zaha. We have Son. But now, maybe Zaha could be perfect foil for Son. He could be playing in that position and Son can rotate in, you know, later parts of the second half or whatever. Who knows? Um, 
he's, you know, he's a, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just looking at the back of a fucking lost to Arsenal when you're trying to find answers to, to questions that you're not even sure of what they are. Did that make any sense whatsoever? Basically, I'm not even sure what the questions are, let alone what the answers are. Sign Wilfred Zaha, should we? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but, yeah. Sonny, man, I love you, but, you know, just not quite there now, man. Just not quite there. Dejan Kulisevsky, first half was pretty quiet. Um, whether that's because of Conte started to play or blah, 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 who knows. I uh, thought he looked quite rusty, like I say. I didn't think he um, was really kind of picking up the ball as cleanly as he can, the way he can kind of get it in his stride and just take it past players and release the ball nicely, pass it about nicely. But come the second half, he was, you know, he was one of our best players on the pitch. He uh, was basically doing everything he could to try and get us back into the team. He's clearly one of the, funny, even though he's one of the youngest players there probably, he's one of our senior players, he's one of our best players. Doesn't look fully fit, but today was not about what he was not bringing to the table. He tried his best and, you know, I can only thank him for that because, you know, that's what you want in these type of games. You want your best players to step up. And I feel like he tried. Harry Kane, people will probably say I'm giving him something of a pass. There was always that hope, wasn't there? That dream scenario that he was going to step up, get the two goals, break Greaves' record against Arsenal. And... Right, he hasn't won a trophy, but that's something. But this shit just doesn't seem to happen for Tottenham. And it doesn't seem to happen for Harry Kane. Um, Who knows what it is anymore. We can speculate all we want, but it's just weird. And it's sad. And I think he, like Kulisewski, tried his best. He probably tried too hard. He was dropping back constantly. He was doing loads of fucking defending um, a lot of the time, if anything. Which, you know, when you're chasing a goal and stuff, you want your strike up there, but he's one of our only creative outlets. And he was still spraying the ball to Son or to Kulisevsky, trying to make something happen. Um, And he just wasn't working wasn't working for him wasn't working for us didn't get the goals Arsenal left winning 2-0 and like I say as I've sort of touched on there pull me pull me but what are you supposed to do man as a fucking Spurs fan because it feels like it feels like we are literally in hell sometimes you know it makes me wonder what the fuck did we do are we bad people? Are we literally in hell? Because 
how does this continue to happen? How is how do the nightmare scenarios always happen? Why is it never that we get the look at Manchester City, right? Yeah, all right. They spend all that money, all that type of thing. Not only did they get the Aguero moment, they then got on the final season when he's retiring, Vincent Company scoring a fucking a, a centre back, Vincent Company scoring what a 35-yard thunderbolt against Leicester, top corner, wins City the Premier League, vanquishes the upstarts Liverpool, and the narrative is set and it's done. And they build a statue of him outside the ground. But still for Spurs, I could say even this, we could have drawn 2-2. They could have gone 2-0 up and Kane, second half, could have come back 2-2, scored the two goals, got us a draw, stopped them from beating us on our on our turf. Either broken Greaves' record. Even that. That's like a a knockdown version of the dream scenario. We don't even get that, you know? And I know this sounds whiny and I know it sounds all very poor me, poor me. But when when do the good times come for us, you know? When does it happen? When do the breaks just go our way? Happen for Leicester? Happened for Liverpool. Yeah, and I know you can say they spent money and blah, 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 all that type of shit. But at the same time, the breaks just happen for people. They just do. They're happening for Arsenal this year. Arsenal are going to win the Premier League. They are. That's not Tottenham fan, paranoia, worry, fucking frenzy. That's the truth of the matter. Any other team in their position right now we don't want to accept it, but any other team in their position right now, you say they've won the Premier League, and they have. It doesn't matter if there's only half a season to go or all this sort of stuff. We know how this goes. <laughs> we don't even get to enjoy the downfall of Chelsea, downfall of Liverpool, West Ham maybe getting relegated, because in that same time, Arsenal are going to win the Premier League. And en route to doing that, they beat, they won their first game at White Hart Lane. After we made it our personalities for half a season to sing, I also get battered every other game. And I love that, don't get me wrong, I'm not fucking having a, a dig at that. But tail end of last year, when we got that Champions League place ahead of them, and we were all singing, I also get battered everywhere they go. That's truly, truly coming back to bite us right now. Um, it's. Can say, you know, maybe I'll have some better perspective on this in the coming days. I'll give my head a wobble, but I don't really see what perspective there is to having this. I'm, I do apologize, I've tried to lighten this as best I can with a few moments of humor. But we've just lost two nil at home to Arsenal, it's shit, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm just going around in a bit of a circle. I think, look, if I'm trying to make myself feel better and try and make anyone who's listening to this feel a bit better as well, the only thing I can hope for right now is that by some sort of miracle, I talk about Spurs not getting that miracle ending, Spurs not getting that happy ending. Maybe, just maybe. <laughs> I'm just making myself fucking laugh even about to say it. But maybe, 
we win the Champions League, Arsenal win the Premier League, and then, what, a week and a half, two weeks later, we win the Champions League. Champions Europe, you'll never sing that. And we undo whatever joy they have or whatever bragging rights they think they have over us. I mean, they still would have some bragging rights, to be fair. But you know what I'm saying. Lovely to win the FA Cup, of course. Great day out. Not just a great day out. It'd be great to win it. But I'm talking about in the context of Arsenal winning champions, uh, winning the Premier League. I do think it will have to be Spurs winning the Champions League, which will bring any form of medicine to that situation because this is just looking grim right now. Um, so let's just hope for that. But yeah, feels like the old days again. Here we are. Um, thanks to everybody who is supporting the show via the Buy Me Coffee website. Please, if you can spare any pennies whatsoever, the link is in the Twitter bio. Fantastic, great. Um, if not, don't worry, carry on listening. And if you can, if you can't support the show financially, please just support the show with a share or a like, a retweet, anything like that. I put it out across multiple platforms. I also have a YouTube channel that I put it out on because some people tell me they like to listen on YouTube. I like to listen to stuff on YouTube. I don't, but you know, some people do. So fair enough. I guess we all have different devices and whatever. Shut the fuck up. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.